Not this what you show. Show? Gonna go to the short side. Oh, Maloney, back foul for uh, Katoa. Now for Cleary, what is happening well, out there? He's the man who wants to kick the field goal next play, so why try to him now? Now he's called for it. 32 out, 12 metres in. He runs himself on the plate. Oh, no, Leota with a one-handed attempt to catch. They have bungled that big time. Long-range field goal attempt here. Played by Fisher-Harris. Back now for Cleary. The Sharks have got it. The siren sounds for another go to Melbourne on Friday for a place in the grand final. And Penrith's campaign is done. Gotta get this deep. Dubellin behind one for Hunt. Hunt got the ball away there. The man. This is no good. That's crazy. This is no good. That is crazy. This is no good. There's a minute to go. He's now. He's there. over to the left. He sets himself up. He takes the kick. He likes it again. He's a kick. He's kicked them to a one-point lead. His angles are all buggered up. I know where his chest is facing. All these angles are different and just nails it straight down the middle. Incredible field goal. G'day everybody, welcome to episode 187 of Not The Footy Show. I'm Warwick Nicholson and I'm joined on a Sunday afternoon slash evening uh, this week by Mr. Rob Cox. Yes, mate, I'm here. I'm in the uh, in the Bat Cave at the uh, Camden studio, and uh, good to be here, mate. Yeah, very nice to be actually chatting to you somewhat soon after a uh, weekend of rugby league is finished. Yeah. Now, we missed out last week, combination of factors. Uh, my friend, Mr. Cox, was... Um, flying drones pretty much through the South Australian outback for about a week. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what was going on there. Is there Pine Gaps near there or something, isn't it? <laughs> mate? <laughs> mate, I was actually on assignment for uh, Holden, Australia in Coober Pedy, or the hub was Coober Pedy, and we went to Udnadatta, and yeah, you're right, I did a lot of drone flying and a lot of filming in the outback uh, for them on a, on a new car launch, and uh, it was good fun, mate, but yeah, we couldn't, um, it was hard to stay in contact with people, although... Um, you know, I did the social media thing, of course. There's pretty good coverage inside of Cooper Pedy, so. Yeah, you got to show off those drone shots. Now, I actually, um, I'm lucky that I'm able to do the podcast tonight because I have actually busted a tooth wide open in my mouth. Did that on Thursday, Arvo. Um, was a little bit uncomfortable. I'm getting it totally extracted uh, tomorrow afternoon. Mm. So looking forward to that. So I may uh, finally be actually made to shut up. So people will be very happy with that. Is that when you, uh, you were you out on the, were you out on the Terps at the Caring Bar Hotel or something with, Nick Owen Co., the sheriff. Mate, waiting for the invitation. Waiting, someone new make me feel like, yeah, waiting. Not this for your show. For another go to Melbourne on Friday for a place in the grand final, and Penrith's campaign is done. Okay, here we are. It is time to talk about the two elimination semi-finals that happened on Friday and Saturday night. We'll start on Friday night, Cogsmith. Cronulla 21, Penrith 20. Mm. I am shattered because there is now not a single team left in the competition that I want to go for. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, look, I did say on a uh, group chat that I'm filthy at Souths 
for the the following game. But I look, I, I I feel bad for Penrith. I liked Penrith out of other than St George in that last six. I liked Penrith. Um, yeah, it really wasn't the season ending that I thought they would have. But in saying that, Sharks are just hard to beat, mate. They grind and grind and grind and don't give up. They never ever give up. Um, so I think out of the final four now, I've got to I've got to be on the bunnies, mate. But we can talk more about that later. Yeah, we can. Look, I think what is hilarious, not hilarious, it's just it's it's poetic almost is the way that the Panthers ended up losing uh, their final match of the season. They gave Cronulla a massive start. Uh, obviously, the fact that the Sharks only led eighteen two at halftime was a minor miracle in itself. Having said that, the uh, tackle by Matt Moylan on Isaiah Yo was absolutely spectacular. Uh, which really rested any momentum uh, Penrith had built at all in that first half. And you got to half time and you're thinking, 18-2, it's not really a reflection of how dominant Cronulla were. Yeah, uh, look, I, mate, I um, I missed the first eight minutes because I was at uh, in, a, in a line to get a pizza at John's Pizza Bar at Cooper Pedy. So, but I did I did watch the rest of it on the NRL app, um, and uh, yeah, mate, look, they, they were they were dominant. They were very dominant, and I and I think that um, the Panthers were very lucky to only have that sixteen point um, difference at half time. Um, it, it could have been a lot more, and it probably should have been a lot more. In saying that, um, the, you know, the, the Panthers did do what they've been doing for the last couple of months, and and they came back and had a big second half. Um, so, you know, I, I, look, poetic is one word. I, I, I guess the fairy tale, you know, the, the bubble burst and the fairy tale ended right there. Um, I, and I felt really bad for, for young Nathan Cleary, as you know, I'm a bit of a fan mm. of him, not only on the field, but off the field as well. He's a decent fella, but he, he, um, I think he, you know, I think there was a, a, a double brain explosion from him and Jimmy in that last, um, yeah. you know, that last kind of three or four minutes. It was was kind of there like you know they, they may have you know with a different with their their time again they may have, may do a couple of things differently but um you know mate the kid's got the world at his feet he's 20 years old he turns 21 in november and he's about to sign the richest contract that i think a 21 or a 20 year old has ever signed in the nrl with who i don't know i don't know but <laughs> I, I think it's with a team that is uh the emblem is is a cat hmm yeah, that helps. Anyway, uh, you're speaking about that that last couple of minutes. I want to just backtrack a tad, mm. and that is to Penrith go on their spree. They've just gone bang bang, and they've um, tied the game up. Yeah, and we get that kickoff, mm-hmm. which is one of the gutsiest things you'll ever see from the Sharkies. They get the ball back. Uh, it just took the the wind out of Penrith's sails to a degree, and from that moment on, and you speak about that last set, but those last couple of sets were really poor from Penrith. And mm. what what bugged me most about the post-match commentary around, you know, they, they lost their way and all this kind of stuff is that they also built some sort of comeback. And I just, I I hate how that was totally dismissed by how they acted in the last couple of minutes. But Cronulla, there's something about them that they lost Gallon towards the end of the match. They didn't have Wade Graham. Now, of all the positions in the field that they can afford to, to lose players, it's the back row because of the way that they're built and their roster. But, you know, you, Chad Townsend, and they gave him raps on the post-game coverage and good luck to him. Um, that was a, a pretty good performance from him. I didn't think Moylan was outstanding apart from that uh, really good tackle. And he was busy, but 
But Townsend, that was a that was a game that you just go, yeah, you got to remember he did uh, steer a team to a premiership not that long ago. Yeah, look, I think that was probably Townsend's best game that I've seen him play this year. Um, yep. He's, mate, he, he's underestimated Townsend. I mean, they all say that Jimmy Maloney's a big game player and there's a few others that are big game players. I don't think Townsend's really ever let the Sharks down in a big game. Um, I think he's... Uh, he's so solid, you know. He's in my my top ten halfbacks in the comp for sure. Um, and 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 we'll get that list uh, in not too. <laughs> uh, but look, mate, full full credit to him. I mean, they just they just they they don't give up. They hang in there, and they you know it was a big scoring game for Cronulla. You know, twenty points uh, or twenty one points in the end for them. Um, they don't normally let other teams score that many, and they don't usually score that many themselves. Uh, but um, you know, mate. I guess they, they're going to have a, a red-hot crack again this year, you know? They are. And just the last point on the Penrith team, uh, Cleary came out and said something interesting through the week, and he basically said that, you know, the first two finals campaigns he'd been a part of, he was just happy to be there. And this was the one that he was going to, you know, not not so much more focus on, but he just sort of realised, I guess, the opportunity ahead of them. What's your final word on Penrith from the season? Obviously, they made a whole bunch of changes uh, midway through, well, was it July or whatever it was? Mm. I thought they were the right decision. I know people out there disagreed. Uh, I think they ended up about where they were probably good enough to be finishing. But we, we spoke about them at the end of 2016. We were at the ground, obviously, the night they got knocked out. And we thought, you know, this is a team to look for for the future. Mate, it's a week two, the last two seasons. What's next year look like for the Panthers in a nutshell, from your point of view? Mate, I, look, I think I think that everyone around the Panthers, if, if you're to get them in a, in a moment of honesty would have thought that this year uh, with the, the turmoil towards the back end of the year and whatnot with getting um, getting rid of Anthony Griffin um, they had some injuries all year I mean I, Wanga Blake was injured for a lot of the year and, and he's a you know um, but they battled through the year and they got to where they are I, I think next year is going to be a bigger and better year for them in saying that they've obviously lost Corey Harawira Naira um, he's, yep. he's going to go he's going to the Bulldogs Um you know, have they lost Tyrone Peachy? Well, you know, every time I hear every time I hear them talk about it, um, they keep saying that he's going to honour his Titans contract, but he's saying something different. So yep. I, I don't know, mate. I, I don't know if they've got enough money. I mean, the Titans were going to give him one point five over three, so five hundred grand a year. I suspect he's only on probably th- in the three hundreds at the moment, um, and they're saying they don't have enough money to pay him for next year. Now. Yep. But they're not saying do we have we, they don't have enough money to pay him next year if he remained on what he's on. I think they're saying they don't have it to match what the Titans are uh, giving him are going to give him. So who knows, mate? I I, I think um, I think he will be staying in Sydney, but I'm not sure he'll be staying at Penrith. Playing with a team that's got a cap for him, I think is that what you were saying? Maybe. Who knows, mate? There uh, could maybe. be there could be a you know there could be anything going on there. Look, I, I think they're going to go better next year. I think they'll they will. Um, Maloney and Cleary will get even better. You know, first year together, um, you know, I think they're going to improve with their partnership. And, you know, the, the forwards will do what they do. I mean, there's a couple that are probably getting towards the end of their career. But, um, mm. no, I, I, I can see them going better next year. Maybe only one better, but I can see them going better. And that's probably leads to me the last point on this match, and that is Penrith's forwards. There was another key part of the match where the momentum was there and Campbell Gillard came on for his last stint. I just don't think he's been right for a while. Um, but he came on first touch, knock on 
wind out of their sails. And then they played Moses Leota, who is a, he's a good footy player, but he's not Trent Merrin, he's not James Tamau. Hmm. Trent Merrin, I can't remember seeing on the field in the second half. Was he injured? What was going on? Because like, they're paying those two blokes significant coin, and when they needed that run through the middle at the end of the game, neither of them, I think, were on the field. Tomo might have been very late, yeah. but I definitely I don't noticed think, that um, I don't think RCG Merrin. and Leota. Yeah. Yeah. I just that's that's a big concern for me because you know like he's he must be carrying injury because there's just no reason not to have a player like him on the field given that we know how much he puts in yeah um that 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 really worried me because I'm like you know that's a big part of your salary cap as well and you want to speak about you know trying to keep peachy and all this kind of stuff but Tamau Marin on massive money for the Panthers last point in this game 19,000 at the SFS on a Friday night in September mm. uh not going to delve into it too deeply, but what's going on? Uh, mate, I don't know. Uh, look, the SFS is is a great stadium to watch the footy at. It's just a shame that it's just such a bugger to get to. And, and you know, when I mean get to, I mean to park. And it takes a long mm. time to park. It takes a long time to leave. Um, I think people just wanted to watch it on TV. I, I know that sounds like a cop-out, but... Uh, I've said it before. Rugby league is is the best, or one of the best sporting codes for watching on TV, um, and we're not going to get in. We're not going to get away from that. That's just the way it is. I could put my hand up and say, "Well, you had a good excuse because you were in uh, John's Pizza Shop in Cooper Be- Beatty <laughs> while you couldn't go." Yeah, was it good? What'd you get? The pepperoni? No, I got the, the meat lovers. Supreme? I got a small meat lovers. It's pretty and good. Small South Australian small. How does that compare to small in New South Wales? Oh well, it's probably it's probably. Like a good south front rower size, about nine inches. I can't add anything to that. Let's go to the break and come back and talk about uh, South again uh, with their 13 12 win over St. George of Lawara. Not the footy show. Do you like that one? <laughs> They've got to get this deep. Dubellin behind one for Hunt. Hunt got the ball away there to man. This is no good. This is no good. That is crazy. This is no good. Okay, we're back. It's episode 187, not the footy show. It's time to talk about the second semi-final, which was played last night between South Sydney and St. George Illawarra. Cocksmith and I are going to put our hands up right away and say we didn't watch all this match. I saw from the 60th minute onwards. Mm -hmm. I had a pre-arranged dinner that I was at, and I couldn't even put the uh, phone anywhere near the table, so I... Pretty much uh, Hold on. was relying whoa, 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 on... Whoa, 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 Were you out on a date? I, I can neither confirm or deny that accusation uh, or insinuation. Uh, speaking of South and St. George of the Wire, uh, 13 to 12 uh, was the final score. How much of the game did you see, uh, Coxman? I got off an aeroplane uh, from from Adelaide. I flew from Cooper P to Adelaide yesterday, then last night. Thanks to Qantas, which was an hour late, I uh, only caught the second half. So um, when I landed, it was still half time. I then sat at the airport and waited for my pickup to arrive and watch the game. Um, so I watched the second half, mate. It was okay, 8-2, we'll pick it up I there, believe. Pretty much. Uh, it was 10 all when I started watching. Mm. From what reports, Saints pretty good in the first half. You saw Ben Hunt show and go for the try. That's just some... Uh, Pretty average defence because that's his go, and he was good enough to get make the uh, the gap into a try. But wow, that defence in that occasion was very very poor. But um, you pick up at eight two, I pick up at ten all. South start getting a sniff as I start watching, and 
Tarek Sim gets Sims gets injured for the um, Dragons. Tyson Frizzell's clearly playing on one foot. Um, uh, Luciano Lalia has already gassed himself after five minutes. What's your emotions as you turn on the TV at, uh, around that stage, mate? Well, you know, I, mate, I, I still held at 8-2 at halftime and they, they came out and they played pretty solid for the first 10 or 15 minutes. I thought to myself, you know what, this, this could go. This could go Saints way here. I mean, and then they went 10-2 um, with a kick and uh, from young Zach Lomax, who played pretty solidly, by the way. Yeah, um, he's been pretty good for the last few weeks. I've been impressed by him. Yeah, and then I thought, you know, they, they, they've got to score twice. Um, they've at least got to score twice to get back in the game, did South. And, um, mate, I, I think the, the wheels started to fall off. I mean, I, I think... I think the season just caught up with them in that last 20 minutes, um, Saints. And I mean, there was also some absolute Barry Crockers from, from referee Jared Sutton. Um, yep. Mate. Uh, the Cameron McInnes incident? Well, the Cameron McInnes incident. People, if you're not a Saints supporter, you'll say, yeah, but he threw it into him. Yep. You know, here's the thing. when the, Let's just say a defender rolls out of the ruck and, and crouches behind the dummy half... If the dummy half, or or even on the blind side, he's kind of lays on the ground. If the dummy half passes it into him, it's a penalty. But he was he was kneeling up on the open side mm-hmm. where the playmaker was, and McInnes passed it not into him, but it deflected off him. At the very worst, that should have been play on. You passed it into him, okay? But. The fact of the matter is, is I forget who the who the defender was. Didn't even attempt to get out of the way. Didn't lay down on the ground. Didn't make himself unobtrusive. Just knelt up, prouder than a honeymoon, as you know what, you know. And next thing you know, he gets it passed into him. You can't just you. I mean, mate. Every 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 year that I've ever watched football, that's a penalty to the attacking yep. team. This year, though, because you know, because some dopey dummy halves decided to just look for the bloke in the ruck and pass it at his head they've changed the rule another knee-jerk reaction from the NRL to change a rule dumb to my, in, to, to my way of thinking anyway uh, so there was that there's also in that lead up to the to Reynolds try mate there was a dead set forward pass in that yep. if it wasn't half a metre forward I'm a Dutchman seriously um, but play on um, so Look, I'm not going to blame the referees for it. The Saints, well, I just did, but I'm not really hanging hard on that. Saints, <laughs> Saints, um, Saints season caught up with them. Yep. Um, but I'll tell you what I did think. When they got to 12-all, um, I thought to myself, this is going to go into extra time and Saints might just work out a way, even though we heard in the commentary that no one on the field had ever kicked a field goal. For St George, uh, Saints. Might, Whereas the other, blo- the other blokes already kicked two. Yeah. he's going for a record. I just thought Saints That's might great. work out a way just to catch their breath, regroup, and have have one last roll of the dice. You know, um, yep. but mate, that last set of six was probably. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly enjoy jumping on people's heads because the bloke has achieved yep. more in probably the first two years of football that he played that than I ever did. But yep. from Ben Hunt, you know, he's meant to be leading the team around the park. Now, you can often blame halfbacks for losing games 
and sometimes it's not their fault. It's the forwards not going forward. But yep. at that moment, 12 all, one set of six to go. On the last play, Ben Hunt... Get, 40 metres out from your own line. Ben Hunt gets it in his hands on the, the, the sixth tackle mm-hmm. and doesn't kick it downfield. He decides to, to in his own half to run it on the last, to pass it and have a run on the last. All he needed to do was kick the skin off it, even if it had gone dead in in goal. There was only 40 seconds left, you know? But instead, they run it. They only make about another five metres. They get tackled. South now got 40 seconds to put three plays on. And, of course, that's what they did. They were going forward. And... Yep. Adam Reynolds, with probably about six seconds to go, kicks the winning field goal. Game over. Year over. And really, in a nutshell, it, that was Ben Hunt's year. He's not a pressure player, from what I can see. Never has been. Never has been. He drops balls in grand finals. When the pressure's on in origin, it comes up with a duck egg. And in a sudden death semi-final. I, I, you know, I mean, the bloke's on $1.2 million a year. He's on one point two. He's on one point two a year, and dead yep. set, mate. He's not in the top ten halfbacks in the comp. I can pick nine in front of him. I'm not even going to make you do that because I agree with you. the uh, The things that come to mind as you say that there's the irony of him not kicking the ball because that's all he did in Origin. When he get into the twenty, he just go bang, 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 bang on second, third, fourth tackle. Uh, the build up of that play. If you remember it, it goes from dummy half and it hits Jack DeBellin on the last tackle. 40 seconds to why? go, 40 metres why? out. Why is he... Because, and this is the bit that I want to know. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't put the bloke through that to ask him directly, but this is the speculation element from our end. Why is Ben Hunt sitting that far It's like he's playing left centre. It's, it's almost like he's called the play. That's the thing that gets through my head is I go, he's called a play to say, I'm going to camp myself a little bit wide out. We're going to try and score a try and win this game. It was never the play. It was not never. from there. I love, I love teams running the ball in the last tackle. But in that situation of the match, I know you're not playing with a uh, with a five eight because that was the, the the most amazing thing about the incident. I know Joe Field had come on, but the guy he passed to, out on the left edge, on his own forty, was a whole running five eight called Kurt Mann. I know. I know he was probably playing in the yeah. back row at that stage. But what is going on? Like you can't have. It's bad enough if James Graham had got the ball first off the ruck, but Jack DeBellin, as good a footy player as he is, he should not be getting the ball there. It should Ben Hunt should be camped in behind him. The ball should go straight to him, and he should be reefing that downfield. Yeah, and then that's all, that's, getting after the that's ball. That's all they needed and, to oh. do, mate. And they, I'm not saying they win the game if that happens. No, all I'm saying no, is it would go into extra time, and it might give them a chance to have a breather, a regroup. But look, either way, mate, the game the game was lost, and I know that pe- people will be thinking, "Oh, geez, you've been a bit hard on Ben Hunt, Rob." You know, I mean, he's he's a good player, and he's a good player. There's no doubt he he's is. a good player. He wouldn't be playing first grade football if he wasn't a good player. It's just that it's just that, like, I just don't get it. I mean, even our under twelves would know better than that. There's forty seconds to go. There's a clock. There's two clocks at the field. You can see how long there is to go. Yeah. You, you you understand you're twelve all. You're in your own half, and you're going to run it on the last tackle. Just mate, it just beggars belief for mine. All you need to do is look at Mary McGregor's reaction in the box, mate. Like, yeah, what is going through his mind? Who knows? But there's surely a bit like 
should I have told them to kick on the last tackle? Because well, you shouldn't need to, mate. They're, you shouldn't need to. I don't care what coach it was. That no coach is saying just get downfield. They know there's, that, there's, in that situation, there's, mate. There's there's probably seven million dollars worth, eight million dollars worth of players on the field. You don't shouldn't need to yeah. tell them to kick it on the last. There should be it shouldn't happen to be someone stand on a sideline scream and kick it. It should be just common knowledge. These guys are, you know, they've gotten this far in the competition. They've they've finished fifth in the competition. Yep. They should know how to kick it on the last. Shut the game down. 12-all. Be happy with 12-all just for a moment and then restart. But anyway, look, it, it's disappointing year. The good thing about St. George, though, mate, is that next year, Widdop will be back with his shoulder hopefully fully repaired. Hopefully back in place. Vaughan yep. will be back. Um, yep. oh. Then there's Corbin Sims coming into the team. Um, so... Looks. Well, he play, he practically played for the Dragons in his last match for the Broncos, oh, so you know. I think <laughs> I think uh, I think Big Brother just beat up Little Brother. That's all happened there. But um, look, I think the Dragons have got some some um, some things to look forward to. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure that fellas like Ben Hunt and, and Gareth Widdop and everyone in that team really will enjoy the time off and get get away from football a little bit and and regroup because, mate, quite literally, at the the, the first. First six to eight games of the year, Ben Hunt was in the top top four halfbacks in the comp yep. in form. Well, the Dragons led the comp. The Dragons were cruising, and that's just that's that's the result of how they played. There's there's something that I want to just quickly touch on before we get to Souths because they need they need credit for what they did. Mm. But the post game coverage of both matches across the weekend very interesting. And I wonder if veteran status meant that one player was lambasted and the other player was protected. Mm. On Friday night, the uh, Channel 9 crew just, well, not all of them, but some of them, uh, laid into James Maloney in a massive way. Really? Uh, they were really giving him stick. They're saying, you know, you're a veteran player, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, you've got to learn how to tackle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. All right? And I didn't think he played horrendously on Friday. He wasn't great. He had his, had his moments, but he, you know, I didn't think he was... I didn't think he was the reason that Penrith didn't win the match. Yeah. Uh, then last night, they're giving every excuse under the sun for Ben Hunt. And the one excuse that I saw, which I just... I can't cop. And it's it's somewhat related to the 1.2 million reasons that you reckon that Ben Hunt should have been better. And that is they're saying, well, he didn't have Gareth Wood up there. Mm. Well, that's when you need him to step up and be the guy. Yeah. More than ever. Look, I, That's I, what you're paying him for. I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I know, look, Channel 9 were probably taking it easy on him because, you know, hanging the bloke out to dry after the game and after their season mm. is over is probably not going to achieve much other than, you know, if you're if you, like me, you're a Saints supporter and you're, you're frustrated again. My issue wasn't with, you know, uh, wasn't with the fact that we knew he wasn't going to be as effective without with it. That, that you go in knowing that. Right, yep. but everything that he did in that game, up until the last play, was a was a pass mark. But yep. but obviously the amount of pressure that was happening in that last play when you're one point be- when you sorry not one point behind when you're even, when yep. you're even the amount of pressure on you to score a try or to be the be the guy would be immense, right? And it's ha- yep. all happening in the moment. Footy players, obviously, the, the sheer nature of, of, of sport is you have to perform in the moment. Which, which is why I'm annoyed. Because you would think 
even if you even if you you know even if you think that the pressure has clouded his train of thought you would still think going back to when he first played football probably when he was six years old you know you work out quickly how to shut a game down or, or especially when there's 40 seconds to go that team South Sydney needed to score again to win the game so did St George but St George weren't in a position to score Okay, so the best thing we can do here on our last tackle is make sure that South can't get near our post or our line. Let's play it down the other end of the field. Mate, it's simple 101 football. It is absolute simple. Yep. And and that's the annoying part for me with what Ben Hunt did last night. Um, all he needs to do, he's got, a, he's got a great kick on him. All he needs to do is kick for the line and, and hopefully he'll get it 20 metres or a little bit deeper from their line and then just reset reset your line they're probably going to only get two or three plays at best you know anyway that, that's that's what I'm annoyed about forget Widdop forget everything else forget everything he did in that game up until the the you know 78 79th minute from there on it was just it, it just doesn't make sense I, I noticed that Mary didn't want to hang him out to dry either in the um Post, yep. post-game presser. But, I mean, and I'm not going to speak for Mary because I don't know what he thinks, but geez, you'd have to think that, if not Mary, then every other coach in the stratosphere would have been very annoyed on his walk down the stairs that that just <laughs> happened that way. You know? Yep. There's certain ways you can lose a game and still be kind of gracious in defeat. But, uh, you know... And he was on the surface to the media. But, geez, I mean, there's reasons why coaches like Desi and those guys rip doors off hinges and things because it's, it's just so damn frustrating when they, when they do something that just you just think, why did you do that? You know? Anyway, he did it. So it's, um, it's lights out 2018 and hopefully back big, bigger, better, refreshed, all that sort of stuff for 2019. Yeah, now quickly on Souths. Only thing I'm going to go through, they did enough. They won the match. Reynolds, obviously, fantastic. There was a post-match interview with Damian Cook, and it speaks to a lot of what you've just alluded to in regards to what should have been going through Ben Hunt's mind, what was going through Ben Hunt's mind. They asked Damian Cook, what were you thinking in the passes? Uh, Sterlo, I think, asked it. He goes, he said, oh, do you, were you the guy who passed to, to Reynolds all three times for the field goals? And his response was telling. He basically said, all I was telling myself was don't run. Just pass. Don't run. Just pass. Mm. Yep. On the same page. Knows the play. Their, their sets to set up for those field goals were outstanding. Yep. Yes, you can say you're behind the Burgess boys and all the rest of it. Even Cody Walker took a run at one stage. Although he almost cost them the game, if you recall, a little bit earlier. <laughs> um, but that was a really telling element of, you know, they are on the same page here. And I know that there were injuries and the rest of it for St. George, but I think you've hit the nail on the head, mate. You know, he was under so much pressure, Ben Hunt, to come up with that big play that, uh, unfortunately, what he decided to go with at the end uh, wasn't the deal. I just, I'm sure I, we'll talk about I just yep. don't know if you can turn your whole season around and what people have been thinking in one play in the 79th minute of a knockout sudden death semi-final. I don't know if that's even good for yourself. You know, I don't... Yep. I, anyway, but, but yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry to cut you off there. 
Anyway, so South, they'll go through. Uh, we'll probably talk about them later in the week. I'm sure we'll do it. They, a, they uh, did great, by the way, mate. I mean, they, did. they, uh, they, didn't, they, they never gave George up. George Burgess pretty early on probably shouldn't have come back on because he got told, spoke to after the match, and he said he can't remember the first half. Yeah. So how he passed the uh, um, HIO test is an interesting well, one. And let's be honest, mate. Adam Reynolds kicked three field goals last night. <laughs> three. First time since JT, uh, as in J- Jason Taylor for Norths. Mm-hmm. I think... They were saying the first in the finals game since Billy Smith. Wow. Way back when for St. George. Yep. It was, uh, they were all good strikes. They were, the celebration was almost better than everything else. <laughs> uh, a little running away with a finger in the air. Yep. Uh, good luck to South. Yep. Uh, they did enough. Uh, they, you know, move aside. They didn't go to 0-2 and, and out of the, the playoffs, which is a good sign. Same deal for Cronulla. We end up with the top four teams next weekend. The matchups for next week are Melbourne will play Cronulla at Amy Park on Friday night. And then on Saturday, the Roosters will play South at the SFS. So the SFS gets a final goodbye going away uh, gift to Rugby League. And we moved off the Cronulla-Penrith crowd a little bit earlier. Now, this one shouldn't have any problems hitting 38,000, 40,000. Mm-hmm. But what I will say for as one of the reasons I was surprised the crowd was so low the other Friday night is that general football fans... They just aren't going to to these semifinals anymore, and I, I think it's I've touched on it earlier in podcasts, not just this year or last year, but way back, when you really push the membership element so hard. And I understand exactly why the game does that, but you don't push the are you a member of the game as such, and you just want to go watch matches. Like this, this is a game where there'll be a lot of people who are just regular football fans who won't be able to get a ticket because all the the fans will pick up there. Uh, all the Bunnies fans and the um, Roosters fans will pick up the tickets. But mm. I don't know. Just I still reckon there's something There's something there for the NRL to consider, which is some sort of general pass where you you are a member of the game, so to speak, where it entitles you to 10 bucks semi-final tickets or something like that. So when we get to these parts of the year where, say, if it had been oh, Roosters versus, I don't know, the Cowboys or something like that, just like last year, you don't have as much of an issue filling the ground. Uh, obviously, if you've got a situation where South and East, you, you know, you, you print, you, it's a license to print money at this time of year. But I don't know. There's something there that I think we just miss where we, we say to play fans, just care about your team. Don't worry about everybody else. Just care about your team. And you, you get to the semifinals time and you basically tick eight groups of fans off the off the invite list. And I don't I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, will you be doing either of these games, mate, you reckon? Well, if I get the call, I'll be doing um, maybe Saturday night. I'm not sure that they'll take me down on Friday night um, not sure I've done enough recently for them to do that but uh, whatever yep. they call me for mate I'm happy to do it and Allianz it's, uh, it'd be good to be able to shoot the last game there of rugby league before it gets pulled down yeah yeah I mean what what is by the way how much of it are they going to pull down well from what I understand they're redoing that and they're reconfiguring um, ANZ okay so it'll be a pull down job uh, and I think the Roosters just announced they will be playing at the SCG Okay. Uh, for the next couple of seasons. Yeah, right. Cool. So there's the matchups. Uh, if you want to get a ticket to Roosters South, I would talk to someone who is a club member and ask them to buy a ticket for you because uh, you may miss out. We'll be back after the break on the footy show to uh, discuss one or two other things on episode 187. Not the footy show. show? <laughs> how many, how many <laughs> empty seats are going to be at the SCG every week? <laughs> oh, mate. be ridiculous. Not the footy show. show? Okay, we're back. It's the final segment of Not The Footy Show, episode 187. Warwick Nicholson, Rob Cox on the other end of the line. 
we had a question via the uh, WhatsApp group after giving um, some bloke way too much airtime last week. Uh, BC asks, and I'm going to paraphrase this because I can't repeat everything he wrote. But he effectively asks, when will the NRL investigate the video conferencing involving South Sydney? Clocksmith? End of the year, mate. Well, after the season's done. After the season's mm. done. I mean, it's it's gone on. I mean, when did this allegedly happen? April, was it? Yeah, way back. Yeah, so what's another three weeks going to hurt? Exactly, and I mean, South Sydney is still playing, so why would we want to take the focus off the football? Exactly. I'm not going to go into details of that. Hmm. We're not going to go into details of that. What we're going to do is refer everybody to the conversation we had a week and a half ago around how quickly the NRL was to pounce on the Canterbury Bulldogs Mad Monday celebrations. Hmm. They were uh, basically... What's the word? Everything was decided on the strength of X amount of photos that may have been taken with a uh, telescopic lens from the third floor of another building. And they were fined 250 grand. They were called to saying the game into disrepute, etc., etc., etc. Cocksmith, we know when it comes to players, if you can play rugby league, you generally get a pass mark for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon there's an element of that going on here? Bunnies are still in the competition. It's still the fairy tale, etc., etc., etc. Or is it just a case of we don't have enough information yet, and we're going to, you know, give it time and, and look at it in the off season? Um, okay, let me start with the the Canterbury part of the question. Or oh, look, I think I think the Bulldogs, I think the Bulldogs might have been a little bit hard done by. I mean, I know that we, we spoke about this before, but. Given given that the the photos that we've seen, you know, and the angles that they're shot from, there's no way that they were shot from the street. There's no way. Yep. There's no way that that anyone walking past that pub would have seen what was going on. That doesn't say that doesn't excuse them. By the way, that doesn't kind of say that what they did was perfectly okay. But geez, it's a big fine, isn't it for for a yep. few blokes doing a nudie run? And I suspect the nudie runs. I'm not sure about this, but they may have been because they weren't non-try scorers. Um, we laugh about that all the time on on all of the footy shows. Um, mm-hmm. They talk about the, the nine broadcast. You know, they'll often say, "Oh well, lucky he got that one in his last game um, of the year. Now he doesn't have to do a nudie run." You know, I I don't know. I, maybe I'm a little bit too old school, but I I feel that I feel that we. We often the media anyway, and especially some of the the, the rag tabloids, um, just go looking for stuff, you know. They, and you can dig dirt on anyone, mate. You can, you can. Yeah. I mean, I saw I saw a picture of a rag tabloid journalist with some half dressed woman on his lap the other day. Yep. I mean, you know what's doing? Seriously, and he looks as proud as Punch about it as well, just quietly. Does he what? But. Anyway, he's turned a little bit red. To be fair, no, he's yeah. always red, mate. He's always okay, red. Sorry. That's yeah. People stay red. I, I, was, they... I was going for theatre of the mind there, mate. No, but, uh, no, no, yeah. no, no. Anyway. People that drink a lot of alcohol are red in the face a lot. Anyway, I digress. Um, do. I, I do think I do think that the Bulldogs were hard done by. I do think that they need to rethink their Mad Mondays if that's going to if that's going to happen. And I say they should just. I know a few couple of years ago they had it at. They had it at Belmore Oval. Um, I think they should just have it there. 
And if anyone looks in and sees them doing 100 metre nudie, nudie runs, too bad. You know, too yep. bad. You want to look over the fence, you're, you're going to get an eyeful, you know. But, you know, I also think that the, the general media and, and the above mentioned um, tabloid should really have a long, hard look at themselves. No one's interested in it. No one cares. You're doing it to sell newspapers. You're doing it for sensationalism. You, you're basically yep. playing a part in trying to destroy a game that feeds you. Just stop. Bloody idiots. Uh, anyway, back to South. Yes. Back to South. Back to South. Um, mate, I don't know what went on. I mean, uh, look, because I was away for last week, when I first heard about the, you know, the, the, the sexting thing and, and, you know, some nude photos or videos had been kind of posted yep. onto a group chat or something like that, I, I thought, oh, here we go again. But I understand it was it, it was um, someone's phone, and but it may not have been the owner of that phone's body that was shown okay yeah now i do understand that a young woman's made a complaint and made one back in april anonymously via email with some screen grabs sent to the club um and then the club now says that the emails that she sent following that had ended up in a junk bin because she sent them anonymously that's plausible um i think i think the in uh, the integrity integrity unit will get to the bottom of it um you would hope they would, uh, if they've got the resources to to find out whose phone it exactly was and and whose body it was that was shown, because I don't think we see any faces in the said uh, video or photographs. No. Well, the, yep, there are ways of identifying people. We do know that um, quite often the footy players are tattooed these days, and and quite often the ones that aren't tattooed are more conspicuous than what than the ones that are. If you know what I'm saying, yep. so yep. I think that the NRL will leave it until. Um, 2018 season's finished and I'm not sure about the fines I don't know who decides on the fines mate I don't know the number I don't know how they come up with the numbers Um, you know if the Bulldogs got a $250,000 fine for public nudity and and lewd behaviour I don't know is that is that the same thing as a as a private message or a private uh, conversation with someone on a video chat I don't know. What are your thoughts? And this is that, but you've hit the nail on the head, mate. We we continually don't know what is worse than the other. We were comparing the Bulldogs Mad Monday to the Cronulla Sharks salary cap issues mm. this time last week, mm. and evidently the Mad Monday thing was worse than the salary cap getting broken. Now, by not really having any say being said by powers that be on this issue with the bunnies we're basically saying that no what happened at the uh, hotel on mad monday with a team that's out of the finals is worse than the um incident that happened months and months ago that the club may or may not have done much about of much about um addressing mm. uh is not as serious mm. it's the message that that sends to the people that probably care a little bit too much about this, how this is all compared which is you and myself and other people who just go, we just want to see, and consistency is not the word, I just want to see the same application applied to getting to the bottom of this sort of stuff yeah. because we're about to have 40-odd thousand people at the SFS next Saturday night. Mm. Uh, we'll probably get 25, 26 at Amy Park. We'll be sitting there going, this is fantastic. And, you know, we are also saying we are not deeming this serious enough to make a sweeping statement yet we were able to do that with a team that wasn't involved in any of those games mm. a week ago. That's the stuff. It just 
it's just disappointing and you just go, do I, I don't want to get upset by this sort of stuff. But I also go like, to your point earlier, mate, we, we drum so much stuff up to try and be, keep this game interesting, quote unquote. The, the element of what you were mentioning before is that, you know, Genos say, oh, there's nothing good to report on because clubs won't. That was more of the, the argument that came out of it. Some journalists were saying, oh, we don't get, we go and ask clubs for good news stories. They don't tell us anything. There was a tweet I saw and it was somebody saying, note how many journos are now digging up old stories as examples of how they spoke about the football in great terms. Mm. Yet they had to go and dig them out was the point this person was making. Yeah. Um, they're not just there every week because we're not, we're not willing to tell them. Mm. This is why we're confused because we have these three incidents, bang, bang, bang. And if you asked some pleb off the street who didn't know anything about rugby league and you said, yeah, we've got two incidents where one guy, a whole bunch of guys were drunk. Uh, other guys were probably sending uh, images via um, video conference or whatever they were with a chick. And then this other team was breaking the salary cap. Do you, what do you think they reckon they would reckon is the most serious thing to the game's integrity? The salary cap. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I would have thought, I, I would have thought well, that that's the, you know, that's the, that there are, there are there's there's a I think there's a core thing for the game and that is that its competition is deemed fair uh, and uh, transparent and then there's there's isolated instances instances of um, players being nuisances or pests or whatever you want yep. to call them and but I would have thought that the salary cap issue is the most important thing to the game as a whole uh, so that the public does trust that the game is fair um, and you know and looked after now one question though did Mm -hmm. and I don't know this and maybe you don't either but did South when they initially got the complaint did that initial complaint happen in April correct I believe that's around that time okay did they report it to the the integrity unit then don't know that I don't think so but I don't know that I don't know that categorically Mm. we probably won't hear about that until the investigation is complete But that was the core element of when you mentioned the uh, emails not getting answered from the follow-ups. Yeah. Is that the comment from the club is, you know, to paraphrase, well, we take this very seriously and we'll get to the bottom of this. Because mm. I would have um, thought that, that it'd be the first thing that you would do, even if it was totally unproven. If someone, if you're at a club and you're representing a club, be it in middle management or upper management and someone contacted you or even lower management and said um, player X, Y or Z has sent me nude photographs I've got screen grabs Um, what are you going to do about it the first thing I think that you would do not only to protect the players and the club's integrity would be to ring the integrity unit call them up send them an email whatever contact them and say listen we've got a woman here who's who's saying that this has happened Um, just letting you know you know what I mean? So that things don't go missing. So that, you know, that the, the integrity unit can say, okay, well, um, you look after it and report back daily, please. We need to get to the bottom of it. We've, if the integrity unit don't know about it, they can't say those things. So, I mean, look, I, I don't know the timeline on it, but I would I would hope that South or whoever, you know, and when I say South, I mean, this, this could have gone to one person who just, you know, may have thought to themselves, I'm not saying they did or didn't, but they may have thought this will go away. We'll just, there's nothing in this. We'll just mm-hmm. will go away. Um, yeah, and it obviously didn't. So someone's upset about it. So 
Um, anyway, it'll be interesting to. to uh, we follow. just we just throw our hands up in the air, Cogsmith. Uh, and I guess we'll look forward to the football. That's all. Hey, we need speaking to worry of about. Canterbury, um, mm. I did read somewhere yesterday on a social media post about Foran and um, Kieran Foran and Dean Pay not getting along very well. Ooh, and is that because one player played about three matches for him this year? Or yeah, I think it was eight. I believe it was eight or twelve or something like that. And he played busted. And the thing is, he played busted pretty much the whole season. Yeah. Um, What's he? So he probably shouldn't have even played at all. Yeah. So. And he's getting paid a, a lot. Thing or a bad thing. He's paid, he is paid a lot of money. I mean, anyway, it'll be that's another one to follow in the off season, mate. How how? The... I remember, he wasn't a Dean Pay signing. He was a Des Hasler. Signing. Correct. Correct. Interesting. But was... We have another couple of things to just quickly uh, address from the WhatsApp group and the Facebook page. Um, I'll quickly address Andrew Wales, who says the result of the next two games look obvious, but I think it'll be two very close games with surprises for sure. And the Sharks and Rabbits don't seem to be afraid of a challenge. I should paraphrase or note that Andrew Wales, massive Sharks fan. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I guess there's a, we'll, we'll probably dig on this later in the week if we get up for a podcast, but yeah. of the four teams left, uh, do you go Melbourne Roosters 1-1 and then it's... Uh, South three, Cronulla four. In terms of favoritism, I'd say I'd say it's Storm one, Roosters two. I would say Sharks three, South four. Um, mate, I, to be fair, I can't see um, the Roosters or Storm getting beaten. Not because I think they're better teams, but because they've had that week break. The only thing yep. with the Roosters is Latrell's missing. He's their goal kicking strike left hand side player. And that's going to hurt him. Um, it will. He's worth a few points per game. I'm not sure who'll be goal kicking for them, um, but he's very hard to. Takiyaho re- probably. Okay. Well, he's not going to kick. But he won't be on the field the whole time. Yeah. And uh, and I mean, look, I, I just don't think they're going to be as strong without him, and it and it could cost them. South will want to be on their game to win, and I'm not saying they can't be, um, because you know South have played pretty darn good all year um, but I I just think the week off will have helped um, will have helped these just a little bit a little bit too much and I think that they I think the Roosters will win okay we'll uh, move on to the last question and that is kind of related to a little bit of a diatribe you went on a bit earlier but uh, Glenn wants to know how many swear words does it take for Cocksmith to describe Ben Hunt Listen, 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 listen. Get out! Get out! Idiot! Oh, mate, I, look, even just thinking back what I said about Ben Hunt before, I was, it might have, been, might have been a little bit harsh. It's it's such a grind this yep. this um, season where they play 25 games and, and uh, or 20, you know, 25 rounds, is it? So they play 24 games. Um, and, you know, he played Origin as well. But... That still doesn't take away from from the the base the foot the basic footballs that was required in that last minute that just didn't come, and that, and that might be just a, a a really you know that might just be the magnifying glass insight as to what's happening with Ben Hunt at the moment is that he's trying too hard to break the. Um, uh, kind of the, the the pattern that he's in at the moment. Um, I, I hope he comes good. I mean, because when he plays good, uh, Saints will play good. Um, so 
you know, and I, and I like saints, obviously. But yes, I may have, uh, I may have let an expletive rip last night. And for those um, on the WhatsApp group that are easily offended, I apologise. But I know that there's none that are really easily offended. There's not many on that group that aren't easily that are easily offended. Uh, that'll do. Not the footy show episode 187. Uh, we aim for half an hour. You've got 50 odd minutes. Yeah. Don't know how you kids out there get um, value for money like you do for oh. us. But um, we didn't even give you a podcast last week, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cocksmith, uh, we may catch up to do some previews sure. for the prelims uh, very briefly at the back end of the week if I can speak. Yep. Hopefully, um, You'll be able it's to not speak. too big a deal. Stop it. Oh, just, yes. I'll get a nice little fake uh, tooth in as well, mate. Hopefully, they don't put the cyanide capsule in and I'll be fine. Make sure it's a gold um, one. Gold, bit of bling. Yeah. That's what we're after. Why not? Uh, I just want to be able to chew again. That's That would be that would be delicious. Nice. Uh, I've been Warwick Nicholson. That's been Rob Cox. You can follow Rob on Instagram at R-O-B-B-C-O-X and on Twitter, which I actually reckon... You sit on more than Instagram, is that right? Uh, no, look, actually, I've got, a, I've got a new phone at the moment, which I've had for the last two or three weeks, and I haven't put the Twitter app on it yet. So I do need to get it back on here and go and have a look. See if I can remember my password. I think I, I, think I remember what it is. Yeah. And you can uh, get us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NRL podcast. Yep. And uh, I'm on Twitter at NRL Tweet or at WD Nicholson. Mm. Uh, you can obviously give us a iTunes rating if you want. Oh, no one is out there this year who has bothered, so mm. that's fair enough. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, we've only done we've done like four episodes, so I kind of understand it. Mm. Uh, but we will uh, try and convene later in the week. In the meantime, uh, Ben Hunt, um, try and relax this off season, mate. You need to just get away from football. <laughs> he will, and... mate. He's he's got the resources to have a nice uh, season off. Trust me. Yep. So enjoy uh, whatever it is you do, mate. I can recommend barramundi fishing at Dippery Lodge in the Northern Territory. That uh, is my plug. Are they a sponsor? Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. He basically gave he basically gave Holden and John's Pizza Shop in Cooper P. I'm going to go back to that as we end the show, mate. Was it value for money or was what was the line like? You said you waited in line yeah, in Cooper P. Waited P. for, for half pizza. an What's hour, mate. I mean, it was all right. Um, the pizza was pretty good, but you know, the the woman working the cash register, it was like. The first time she'd ever touched technology, you know, like okay. she was, she couldn't operate the bloody thing. So it took five minutes to take the order, and then I sat there waiting, 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 very patiently. But it was a pretty good pizza. It was okay. Yeah, I mean, um, quickly before you finish, mm. what were the other options for food in Cuba PD uh, during? Well, the there was the Italian club, which is pretty good. Um, then there was Umberto's restaurant, which we had dinner at a couple of times. So Cuba PD is actually a pretty good place. Um, just don't leave anything laying around because it'll go missing. It'll walk. Um, but it's uh, made, it's got a drive-in theatre in the main street. About oh. uh, like seriously, it'd hold I don't know 100 cars. Um, a, a drive-in movie theatre in the main street, not not 200 metres from the centre of town. Mate, a lot of our listeners would have no idea what you're even talking about. I remember them well. Yep. Uh, when I was a youngster. Mm. Um, I'm sure you had a, a date or two uh, in the old uh, drive-through back in the have, day. I may have, you know, <laughs> but, uh, in the old the panel fantastic. man, the Sandman uh-huh. panel man. <laughs> <laughs> well, before you incriminate yourself anymore after your comment last week about your girlfriend who went for the Bowman Tigers, yeah. uh, we will uh, let everybody get going. Uh, I've been Warwick, that's been Rob, and we will speak to you next time on Not The Footy Show. Catch me outside. Not The Footy Show. Show? 
Hey, <laughs> um, uh, what about that nine-inch comment? Do you like that? They're gonna get this deep. Pepsi. <laughs>